Welcome to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small, your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Brought to you by LakeLink, your online fishing resource at lake-link.com. Outdoors Radio is also brought to you by Ducks Unlimited. Find out about their upcoming DUX Expo at duckexpo.com. That's duckexpo.com. I'm Dan Small. Today, Jim Bobiash tells us what's happening next month at the Range of Richfield. John Wozniak of Mech Outdoors says now's a great time to start reloading your own ammo. And Paul Johnson tells me what to expect when I head up to Riverbend Resort on Lake of the Woods this coming week. All that and more coming up on Outdoors Radio, so stay right there. It's time now for Madison Outdoors, and you hear this feature every week at this time on Fox Sports 1070 AM on our podcast as well, anytime at all, on LakeLink or iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. And joining us once again from Madison is Pat Hasberg. He's the proprietor of DNS Bait Tackle and Fly Shop on Northport Drive on Madison's northeast side. His website is dsbait.com. He's got links there to his Facebook page and other social media, and he posts a fishing report on multiple platforms every week. Well, Pat, thanks for joining us, and welcome back to the Outdoors Radio Network. Thanks, Dan. Always a pleasure. Well, hey, people are getting out on uh, the Madison chain now. You had some sketchy ice for a while there, didn't you? Yeah, we did. We had, you know, a bit of a warm-up and some rain that came through. And honestly, it didn't do much for ice production. Actually, it hurt the ice only a little bit. But, you know, it's that mental thing that people see some rain come through and they have some warm temperatures and they think, well, ice fishing's done. Yeah. So it's nice to be back into some cold weather and things have firmed up here. And folks are fishing all around the chain now, even out over the deep water. Well, good. Well, what are you seeing or what are you hearing? Well, up here on Mendota, I guess the big news there up here is that folks are running ATVs out and chasing perch all over the deep water now. From what I hear, there's average of about six to seven inches of ice across the lake, and they're getting perch in good numbers, uh, mostly on the west basin. I have heard of, heard of some fish coming out of the central part of the lake, too. Some good numbers there, but the pike bite remains great, and uh, the walleyes are still snapping in shallow areas, and now that people can access some of the mid-lake humps, some of that action is being reported as good, too. Great. Do people ever catch bass through the ice on Mendota? Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's connected to Mendota, but I was up here on Cherokee Marsh with my boy just Sunday, and he caught a 19-inch largemouth on a tip-up, so that, nice. was, that was a lot of fun there. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah there's some nice bass running around, and, and they're hungry, too. Absolutely. Well, how about Monona? Monona is pretty much the same thing. Folks are running around on ATVs out there. There is a little patch of sketchy ice where there's some current on the Monona side of Lake Monona over near the, the Tony Wassa boat landing. If you look on a map, you'll find where that is. There's a rock pile out there, a very popular place to ice fish. Uh, shack actually went through there a week ago, but the unfortunate thing about that is that where they took that shack just two weeks before, it was open water there. And wow. So they just had a skim, skim ice over that small hole and and, you know, the guys that were out there drove in the wrong spot, and the shack went through. But, you know, the pictures that were online, you know, it had the shack sitting there in, in the ice, but then there was two ATVs parked right next to it, you know, as they were trying to get it out. It was just a really small hole over there, but I would use caution on that side of the lake. But they are getting perch out there. I've been hearing they've been marking some nice schools. The bite doesn't seem as fast and furious as it's been on Mendota, but they're getting good numbers of perch. And, and also pike and walleye shallow. Monona Bay continues to be just a, a panfish factory where, uh, you know, you can catch dozens of fish in a day, but you're going to have to sort through dozens of fish in a day to, to get some keepers. But uh, if you're looking to keep kids interested, that's a, a great option over there in Monona Bay. Absolutely. How about Wabisa? You know, honestly, it's been uh, a little slow from the reports I've heard. Usually there's, you know, a really good walleye bite out there, and they're chasing perch on the main basin. I have heard that the pike bite's been decent, but the pike bite has been great for the last year all over the chain. A lot of good 20 and 30 inch fish all over the chain. But as far as perch go out there, I've heard that there's a lot of lookers, but very few takers. And I have heard that the few perch that they have been pulling up have been regurgitating bloodworms out on the ice. So I, I got a feeling that they're feasting on bloodworms down there and maybe just aren't as hungry as the ones on Monona and Mendota. But still some good action down there to be had for sure. It's a very popular food for perch. And, you know, if they're already full, it's hard to tempt them into coming after your lure, that's for sure. Yep. Well, moving on down the chain, Kiganza. 
Balky Gonza just continues to be kind of a mystery. Like, <laughs> the you know, same <laughs> story. <laughs> it really is. It's just a hard nut to crack down there. Uh, same deal as, as Wabisa, where they've got uh, good numbers of perch. Folks are marking perch. Perch come up and look at your jig, and then they swim right back down. I'm assuming it's kind of the same deal. Maybe they're gorging themselves on bloodworms and just aren't in the mood for anything else. Usually there's some really nice gills to be found down there, tucked up in the weeds from what I understand. So poking around in the weeds is a great way to find them, but they're also very elusive in those weeds. So finding them can be a bit of a challenge, but some great pike action to be had down there. And it's kind of a mystery lake. It's, it's either good or tough, I guess we'll say. Yeah. We know the fish are there. Yeah, they're in there, and they're just elusive you know it's just they're just uh hard to track down but yeah. they're definitely in there well let's switch to trout uh, season has been open now for a couple of weeks have you been out you know i haven't i am a huge fly fisherman i it's my main thing i guess you'd call it but um you know i also like ice fishing and with the with the trout season opening in january that's really when ice fishing is just starting to get started around madison here anymore so I, I like to just focus on ice fishing. I, I like the fact that I can bundle up as much as I need to for ice fishing. And when, when you're out trout fishing, you can really only fit so many layers underneath those waders you yeah. know, and get around. So, yep. But um, I, it, it, is, it is a great opportunity to get out and fish some trout that haven't seen lures in a few months. So the, the action can be pretty good. Uh, reports that I've heard around the area have been generally pretty good. I look for fish in, in deeper pools, slower water. Uh, they're not going to be up in riffles very much, and they're not going to be in the mood to chase down a lot of lures. So just slow-drifting flies uh, through deep runs is good. It's, it's hard to beat a woolly bugger with a small nymph behind it. And, of course, there's the infamous pink squirrel. Uh, is really hard to beat uh, for a fly in the wintertime. You know, spinning gear, too. I, slow and low is kind of the way to way to go this time of year. So tube jigs drifted through a, a deep pool is, is a really good option there, too. Yep, absolutely. Well, let's uh, look at events. Most people hear this show on Saturday morning, and today is the Yahara Fishing Club Kids Ice Fishing Day, isn't it? That's right. It's a great event put on by Yahara Fishing Club. Totally free event. they got volunteers down there drilling holes, grilling out hot dogs. they got sodas. You can take a kid down there. Folks will point you in the right direction to help you get started. If you don't, if you literally don't know anything about ice fishing, they'll give a, any kid that attends a free rod with a jig on it, and they can keep that rod. And the experts on hand there from the club are there to show them how to catch fish and, and what it's like. And, and like I said, they got hot dogs there for lunch and, and mar roasted marshmallows and sodas. It's really just a great event to get out and keep a kid busy and get them into, into ice fishing. And which lake and which park is this happening at? Monona Bay, and that's Brittingham Park, uh, right on Monona Bay, right downtown. So if you just Google Maps, Brittingham Park, uh, you'll find it, no problem. All right. And there are other events. Uh, I understand your front door has got all kinds of posters on it. That's right. It's pretty loaded up with posters. I'm happy to encourage and promote anyone to attend any of the local fisheries that are around the area. Uh, there's really probably too many to go over here. Those are great uh, opportunities to get out and experience the community around ice fishing. A lot of them are, are great benefits, you know, for anything from suicide prevention to the local bass club or, or you know, whatever. But they almost always benefit some great cause and, and you know, usually raffles and, and fish contests and euchre tournaments, stuff like that. So it's just a great slice of Wisconsin, pure Wisconsin fun for the winter. So I, I'm happy to happy to be promoting those. All right. Well, Pat, before we let you go, you have bait, I presume, if people need bait and tackle, of course. Oh, yeah, we've got bait. We've got spikes and waxies, uh, both red and white spikes. We've got everything from tiny little crappie minnows all the way up to extra large jumbo shiners that run six to eight inches long for folks chasing those big pike and, you know, everything in between. So, yeah, we're all geared up and ready to put people on the ice. And your hours? We're open 6 to 6 every day, except we close on Sundays at 5. All right. Well, thanks so much. We'll catch up with you again before the winter is out. Excellent. Thanks, Dan. Always a pleasure. You bet. Pat Hasberg, proprietor of DNS Bait Tackle and Fly Shop on Northport Drive on Madison's northeast side. Again, his website, dsbait.com. Check out the website for links to his other social media platforms, and you can catch his regular fishing report posted every Friday morning. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. 
Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Sun, 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 fun, 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 sun, 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 every kind of boat under the sun. That boat show music is back, and so is Wisconsin's largest boat show. Everything from family runabouts, ski and surf boats, fishing boats, luxury pontoons, and more Great Lakes cruisers and motor yachts. We have the boats. Shop for skis, boards, and tubes at the Tubers Truck Load Sale. Check MilwaukeeBoatShow.com, January 20 through 29, State Fair Park. If you're ever in a motor vehicle accident, call Hupie and Abraham, named best personal injury law firm by the Wisconsin Law Journal year after year. The firm of Hupie and Abraham has collected more than a billion dollars for its clients. In fact, they collect millions of dollars every month for hundreds of satisfied clients. Call the firm voted best and rated best, Hupie and Abraham, 800-800-5678 or visit hupie.com. And all 11 offices of Hupie and Abraham in Wisconsin, Iowa, and Illinois are open for business. And the firm has paid thousands of dollars in rewards to help solve crimes in the Milwaukee area. And Michael Hupie, who is the president of Milwaukee Crime Stoppers, is willing to pay a $25,000 reward for the next anonymous tip that solves a homicide case. So if you've got a tip on an unsolved homicide case, Visit MilwaukeeCrimestoppers.com. Well, joining me again from Wisconsin Rapids, Jeff Kelm. Well, Jeff, gosh, you are usually the most successful ice fisherman I know, but you had a <laughs> rare experience this past week. Rare for you. Well, yeah, it, it was, uh, it, it's a, it's, it was weird, Dan. I mean, <laughs> I, I cover a lot of ground uh, when I go out and ice fish, even on a good day, and uh, we covered a t- ton of ground. Uh, according to my 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 smartwatch, at the end of the day, the day we went out, um, or the end of the evening. So I'm sure there was you know some erroneous walking around, taking care of children and things like that. But I had sixteen thousand steps for that day, and wow. um, you know we put on just a ton of miles trying to figure out some fish, and we even had some of the best technology to be able to do it. Um, we could see we were chasing fish around by making noise on, on the ice just by walking, um, uh, which was not helping, you know, any situation. You still got to drill a hole in order to get to fish and, and yeah. things of that nature. And it was clearly spooking fish. And then we just ran into situations where the bites were off. You know, we just couldn't figure out what they, uh, would even want to look at. I mean, that's, that's what it really came down to, Dan. We weren't on fish we couldn't get to eat. We were never really on fish. Uh, my uh, fishing with myself and two others. I never once had a fish even look at a bait. Not oh once did I have anything on a flasher that looked at a bait. Um, the one of the other guys I went with had one fish, and one of the other ones had two fish. Look at and deny both. Oh Nobody caught a fish. Wow, it was unreal. Now, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Well, so what happened? Why was that? <laughs> Well, so here, here's our theory. By the end of the day, we, you know, we're all educated anglers. We're trying to figure it out. Our theory is by this time of the winter on a quote unquote normal year, we have at least double, if not triple the amount of ice that we currently have on the lakes here in central Wisconsin. We have in some places six inches at best, at best on the ice. Wow. And in yeah. some places we went to a lake. We couldn't even get on it. It was still hmm. open because it has enough flowing water. Yeah. Uh, very rare. And uh, on top of that, we have a little bit of snow, uh, not a lot of snow, so not enough to insulate sound if you're getting where I'm going here. So we've got uh, ice conditions that are conducive to just making a ton of noise. What would normally be covered by the amount of ice thickness and snow thickness is not being covered at all. On top of that... The places that the guys move to, that, that anglers will move to once you can get a truck on the ice and all that, are not being fished yet. 
So all of these first ice spots, these easy to get to spots, easy to walk to spots that we're still, you know, having to fish because we can't get to other places are all being hit twice as hard right now. So these fish are just spooky, spooky because they've been pounded. There's no place for any of us to move anymore. We don't have enough ice to go do stuff. And the locals or, or those that like to take their trucks out, they can't do so yet, uh, well, which they normally would by the end of January. Yeah, so well, it is, it's very, very strange. Well, that's one reason I'm heading north, and I'll talk about that in a minute. You know, uh, you, because of your ice fishing experience, you can come up with excuses. Most guys would just say, well, they weren't biting today. But, <laughs> but you've got an explanation, whether it's accurate or not. I mean, obviously the fish didn't pay any attention to your bait, so there's something going sure. on there. But I, I believe, as you said, you can spook them by moving around on the ice and yeah. making too much noise. So We would watch them on the, on the live imaging, so the forward-facing sonars that are out there. We were using one, and so we could locate them, go, okay, there's 50 feet that way. And you would start making a walk to them, and there'd be three or four fish, and you'd watch them just scatter. Gone. As yeah. soon as you started making move to, and then you couldn't find them again. They were they were out of range even of the of the sonar. So they were they were traveling quite a distance, um, in a matter of seconds. And yeah. so we could watch that by the end of the day and kind of put that together that they were clearly spooked by any little bit of movement on top of the ice. Amazing. Well, I'm going to do some ice fishing myself this coming week. But uh, last week I was a guest on Dan Schmidt's Deer Talk Now podcast. You can find the link on at deerandeerhunting.com. Click on videos and then Deer Talk Now podcast. It was episode 42. We told a few stories and had a few laughs, and I had fun with it, and he said it was a great time as well. We hope listeners pay attention and, and liked it too. And he also tweeted a video of a cow elk eating a Canada goose. And uh, on their website, they pointed out that herbivores sometimes eat birds and insects. I've seen that with deer and ground nesting birds. And when I was a kid, we used to feed grasshoppers to our pet rabbits. Uh, and I know squirrels will raid bird nests. So I guess it's not unheard of, but it sure was weird watching a cow elk chase down um, a family of geese and, and finally get one of those baby goslings and eat it. It's crazy. Unreal. Hmm. Strange. Yeah. Well, Huntworth Gear has a big winter sale going on now through February 12th. You can visit HuntworthGear.com and save up to 50% off on certain products. Some of the gear that Jeff and I wear and that I'll be taking up to Lake of the Woods. And this weekend, John and I are heading up to Riverbend Resort in Bedette, Minnesota on Lake of the Woods. We're going to spend two days up there fishing with an association of Great Lakes Outdoor Writers Ice Fishing Media event. And I'll try to report from there for next week, or at least talk about it when I get back. Have you ever been up there, Jeff? Uh, to Lake of the Woods? Yeah. Yeah, uh, we were up there, boy, in 2018 for a Masters Walleye Circuit and North American Bass Circuit event. Okay, but ice fishing? Not ice fishing. It's All a right. long way up there. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's a I'm, long I'm, way up there. I'm making it in two days. I'm going to Bayfield on uh, one day, and then... John and I are driving up. He's going to drive up, and uh, we'll uh, we'll get up there on the second day, and then I'll make my way home later in the week. Well, coming up, Paul Johnson reports on ice fishing action at Lake of the Woods, where I'm going. Jim Bobbyash tells us what's happening at the Range of Richfield in February, and Sean Wozniak offers advice for reloading shot shells and metallic cartridges, a great winter project. All that and more straight ahead on Outdoors Radio. Clam Outdoors has what ice anglers need for ice fishing this winter. From portable fish traps and pop-up hub shelters to ice armor by Clam Outerwear and cold weather gear to stay warm on those cold winter days. Along with a wide array of accessories, Clam Pro Tackle, Frost Ice Line, rods, reels, and combos, and so much more. Whether you're a hardcore or casual ice angler, Clam has what you need for ice fishing. Check out the full line of ice fishing gear at ClamOutdoors.com. Sun, 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 fun, 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 sun, 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 every kind of boat under the sun. That boat show music is back, and so is Wisconsin's largest boat show. Everything from family runabouts, ski and surf boats, fishing boats, luxury pontoons, and more Great Lakes cruisers and motor yachts. We have the boats. Shop for skis, boards, and tubes at the Tubers Truck Load Sale. Check MilwaukeeBoatShow.com, January 20 through 29, State Fair Park. 
Here's a message from our friends at Remy Battery in Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton. We at Remy Battery Company want to thank all of our customers and friends we have made over the past 90-plus years and your continued support of our local, family-owned company. Stop in and see the expertise of over nine decades of battery knowledge and customer service. Let us take care of the batteries for all of your needs, from power tools to sump pumps and ATVs to hunting decoys, even down to the smallest hearing aids. Big and small, we have them all. Stop in for a free battery and electrical check before you hit the road, trails, or waters. Don't forget to ask your sales representatives about volume pricing. Call Remy at 414-384-0340 or visit online at remybattery.com for all your battery and battery accessory needs. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. If you're a hunter or recreational shooter, chances are you've had trouble finding ammo at some point in the last few years. You've seen empty shells at sporting goods stores, and maybe you got ahead of the curve on this one and stocked up on the ammo you need before supply chain issues led to shortages. Well, if not, maybe it's time you started reloading your own ammo. And joining me to talk about reloading options is Sean Wozniak. He's the manager of Mech Outdoors in Mayville, Wisconsin. Now, Mech Outdoors is a sponsor of our annual Deer Hunt Wisconsin show, and they make shot shell and metallic cartridge reloaders, clay target throwers, and other shooting supplies. And their website is mechoutdoors.com. Sean, Thanks for joining us, and welcome back to the Outdoors Radio Network. I appreciate it, and thank you for having me this morning, Dan. You bet. Most hunting and shooting seasons, recreational shooting anyway, are behind us now. Is this a good time to get into reloading? It's always a good time to get into reloading. If you're a competitive shooter, more of a hobby shooter, just like once or twice during the week, or you're just looking to perfect your ammunition for the next upcoming hunting season. Reloading in general is always a good time to get into it. Are you seeing more people getting into it now based on, you know, what I just mentioned about shortages and uh, supply chain issues? We really have. And, you know, usually 12 and 20 gauge, those are always been the higher volume machines. But we've seen a lot of customers getting to the sub gauges. And what I mean by sub gauges would be like a 410 or 28 gauge. The volume of people going in and, and starting to reload those gauges has really improved. Okay. Well, what's it take to get started? We offer our 600 Junior, our most budget-friendly but also easy use press in the market. And you're looking, if you get components plus the press, your initial buy-in is a little expensive to start with. But long-term, you're going to have savings for reloading versus buying loaded ammunition. For example, a 12-gauge 600 Junior, which you buy the press and all your components to load, you're looking about the 400 to 450 price range in order to start getting into reloading. Once you've made that initial investment, how much can you save by reloading your own ammo? Depending on where the market prices are right now, um, it's, it's quite considerable. Your largest cost drivers is going to be most likely your lead pricing and your lead shot, that is. Savings per box can vary from 3 to $4, depending what your component costs are. Now, if you buy lead, and I have done that in the past, I haven't recently, but you can buy it in 25-pound bags, is that something that'll keep for a while if you don't use it all? I mean, 25 pounds of lead shot is a lot of shot shells. It is, and, you know, a lot of customers are actually looking at less expensive options as well for lead shot and and getting reclaimed shot. So a lot of the ranges, they'll, they'll basically have a company come in, harvest the lead, um, sell some off to, to the club, or the actual company that is uh, harvesting the lead will take some as their payment. So that cost for that shot is less expensive than brand new shot out there in the market. How do you find that kind of shot? I mean, who sells it? You can see it usually uh, being advertised on the forums. That's usually the best option. Otherwise, it's a lot of word of mouth between the clubs. Uh, And if people contact you, do you have information on that? We do at times. The majority of the time, though, that lead goes pretty quick. So it's better to go through uh, a local club and ask them who they're selling their uh, bent lead to or who's reclaiming it. Yeah. 
That's correct. What about reloading non-toxic ammo, say bismuth or tungsten or steel or those other components? Can you reload that too, or is that not something to get into? You can, and we saw a nice influx of people wanting to load the non-toxic rounds just for waterfall. Yeah. Um, There was a shortage, obviously, this last year and the prior fall as well, so people were scrambling last minute. But we do do offer, our product does offer the ability to reload non-toxic. Uh-huh, Okay. Are components readily available now? We talked about shortages. There's still a little bit of shortage with shell primers. Some powder is body at best. I guess that's the best way I can put it. It's mm-hmm. very, very intermittent to when it's available, and when it is available, it's gone very quickly. We're not out of the woods yet. There's still some inconsistencies with components that's in the market. Well, how about reloading metallic cartridges? What different concerns are there there? It's usually coming down to what bullet you're shooting and for what caliber. Um, that seems to be the, the constraints right now for, for people shooting in the metallic world. Brass, powder, primers, that's in a better spot compared to shot shell from what I've been seeing. Is it easier, harder, or about the same to reload metallic cartridges? There's a little more detail into reloading metal cartridge versus shot shell, um, a little bit more on the precision side, and just making sure that your pressures are where they need to be and just making sure you're following the recipes in the book to stay safe. Of course, gunpowder is flammable, and ammo is something you need to store carefully and, and handle carefully. Is reloading itself a dangerous occupation? It is not. You would be amazed how many questions we get when we go up to a youth event and mom or dad come in and ask if Johnny can can load or don't want him to load because he's going to be playing with gunpowder and it's flammable. But by the time we we walk the individual through their loading process and then the kid holds up the shell to his parent and they are like, it's that easy. I said, it is that easy and it is that safe. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Where can we learn more besides uh, going to one of your clinics? Uh, for sure, the website, uh, www.mechoutdoors.com, uh, showcase our full product lines, how-to videos, additional information as well. Uh-huh. Okay. Anything else you want to share with listeners? Reloading is always a good time to get into, no matter what time of year, but we usually see a good influx with customers starting now, just because with colder temps, winter, gives the gives the shooter, hunter, outdoor enthusiasts the opportunity to reload and still be active during the winter months. And you have reloaders and other components available if people want to buy now? We do. We're in a better spot compared to a couple years ago where we had our own supply chain issues, but right now we do have inventory on hand. Okay. Well, we'll send folks to your website, and uh, actually you've got a couple of ways to get there, but MacOutdoors.com is the most direct, correct? That is correct. All right. Well, Sean, thanks so much for talking with us, and thanks again for sponsoring the Deer Hunt Show. We're going to put another one together this fall, and we hope you'll be involved in that as well. Sounds good. Thank you for having me. You bet. Sean Wozniak is the manager of Mech Outdoors in Mayville, Wisconsin, and as I mentioned, they sponsor our Deer Hunt Wisconsin show. They make shot shell and metallic cartridge reloaders, clay target throwers, and other supplies for shooters. And the website is mechoutdoors.com. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Listen to more Outdoors Radio online at dansmalloutdoors.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. The Range of Richfield is your ultimate shooting experience. They're located on Helson Drive, just north of the Richfield Cabela's store, at the split of highways 41 and 45, and on the web at therangewi.com. And joining us for our monthly chat about what's happening at the range is Range of Richfield President Jim Bobbyash. Well, Jim, thanks for joining us, and welcome back. Hi, Dan. It's great to be back chatting with you. I always look forward to this time that we can spend on the air together just chit-chatting. Boy, we've got a lot to chit-chat about. How was January, for starters? Well, January was great. Okay, um, we, we didn't make it to the SHOT Show this year. 
which wrapped up a couple of weeks ago, but uh, we had some of our scouts out there, and they checked out the new options and new products, and they'll be sending us the catalog and flyers. So if any have, anyone has questions on what's new for this year, you know, just let us know. We are staying informed even though we weren't there. Well, that's good. All right. Our men's, women's, the Bullseye and AR Leagues are going strong, and the groups are having a great time with uh, all the creative targets that Jason is coming up with. As a matter of fact, our next IDPA match is on Saturday, February 11th, here at the range. So if someone is interested, please check out our website for details. We started the Bullseye League. Uh, we're in a second run of it now. We did it in summer. Now this is the fall winter league. And we now have 60 shooters. It's absolutely amazing. And uh, they, you can come in at any time on a, on a Tuesday from like 1 o'clock until we close. And you can shoot. You know, it's not a scheduled have to be here at a certain time. What's really fascinating is that they'll be there shooting, and a lot of folks that are maybe shooting or they're just in the store buying a gun or whatever, they go and they look at it. What are these guys doing? Mm. It's a timed event and everything else, and they're having a ball, which is absolutely awesome. It's bringing in a whole new group of folks for us, which is which is delightful. Fantastic. Well, besides that, you have classes now too. Yes. Now that the holiday season's over, our classes are starting to ramp up again. So. We're starting to post them uh, online, and there'll be more classes coming up. So I encourage anybody who's interested to either stop in and check out our schedule or go to therangewi.com for details. These are some of our, fa- our favorites, Dan. Our next was, uh, Wisconsin Concealed Carry class is February 12th, and then we have another one on February 28th. The cost is only $75, which is a real deal, knowing the quality of our instructors. Plus, you get a voucher for 30 minutes of free shoot- free range time after the class is over. Uh, the ladies only concealed carry class is going to be on uh, February 25th. And the same thing, the cost is $75, and you do get that voucher for 30 minutes of free shooting. Okay. So our first shots class on March 1st. This is designated for folks who aren't quite sure if they want to get into the sport uh, or have never shot before. So if you're interested in, in wondering how, how this works and how guns and everything else, come on in. I mean, it, it's a great, great class. It's limited to 12 people, and you spend some time in the training room and then on the range itself. Do you have a pretty good response for that class? We do. In fact, they call and say, when's the next one most of the time? Ah. We try to do it once a month because it's limited as far as numbers because we want to make sure that everybody gets special attention. It's been great. Good. Another popular class is our NRA instructor course. This is actually a two-day course starting on March 4th and 5th, and it's from 8 o'clock in the morning to 5 o'clock in the afternoon. And that's for both days with a one-hour lunch break. So it's kind of an intense course, but it's really a great class, and that typically fills up quite quickly also. So if you're interested, you can find information, again, on the website or just give us a call. All right. Any other classes? Yeah, we've got to bring back one of our real uh, popular ones. It's the Getting to Know Your AR. Of course, AR has become very popular over the last few years. This one has been well attended in the past, and it doesn't matter if you're an experienced shooter or just a novice. This is a great learning and training experience. Uh, this is offered over two days, again, February 18th and 19th, from 8 until noon, both days. So we also have our skill building clinic. This particular month, we'll be uh, offering the drawing from concealment for advanced, uh, and that's on February 21st. And we can join these classes online. We can sign up online, right? Yes, you can. You can sign up online, or you can call us here, or you can stop in. We'd love to have you come in and join us. And you get good feedback from the first shots class, but how about the others? You know something? I've been getting great feedback. We have some instructors that are really, really talented and very knowledgeable, and everybody is really positive and has very nice comments about all of our instructors. So. I'm very thankful for them and for all the people that come in and, and say something that they enjoy. It that, that means a lot to me. Well, good. Now, you usually have specials almost every month. What have you got in February that's special? Well, you know, we're going to hold our Sweetheart special Valentine's Day weekend, uh, and that'll be on February 11th and 12th. So come on in. If you're in a lane, you pay for one shooter, the second shooter's free. Oh. And you get a Valentine's Day target for free. Nice. Yeah, it's a good deal. And ladies' night, do you have that again? Yeah, yeah, that ladies' night has been exploding. It's been great. The next session is February 22nd, and the topic is best gear for training and carrying. The ladies love it. 
So come on in and check it out. I imagine they get to see purses with secret compartments and backpacks with the same and the like. Yeah, absolutely. We try to get them involved with the guns and shooting and everything else, but also take time to look at some of the other things like carrying. You know, what should you carry? How should you carry it? What's the different options you have? So I think they do a great job in being able to present that to everyone. We usually come up with the classes from people who make suggestions. Hey, can we talk about this or that? It's really turned out well. Well, good. Any other specials? I got this next special, and this is kind of a tongue twister, so uh, just be careful here. It's our February lane special, okay? Shoot your 223 on 223 and on 2223 on a free lane. That's right. 223 <laughs> and 2223. Get one hour free range time to shoot your 223. How fun is that? Some, some restrictions apply. There are always restrictions. <laughs> I'm confused. What is two 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 three? Two two three is a, you know is a caliber. No, no, yeah, I know that. But what oh, is two two three? That's February second in twenty twenty three. So two twenty three. Yeah. And then two two is twenty second of February in twenty three. So you shoot on uh. two three or two 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 three. Uh. <laughs> you use your two two three and you get a free lane. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I, told you, I, I was trying to re rehearse this earlier today, and and I was actually talking to my wife about it, and we both just started laughing because it's it, you know it it's it's kind of crazy two two three a two two three and on two two three with a two two three. It's a, a, another chance for folks to get a chance to get some free range time and shoot their two two three. Got so, it. You know, when I was younger, we called that caliber two twenty three, two twenty two, and two twenty three. But now everybody goes two 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 and two two three. So, <laughs> yeah, I guess they could have done that, couldn't they? I? Yeah. I never thought about it. I don't know. So, I, it, I, you got to go with the flow, I guess. So, I, I guess so. You know, what, what, that's all we can do. All right. How about safes? Safes. Oh yeah, I love safes. Um, so, if you're thinking about getting a safe and you don't know where to start, this is a great time to come in and find out the ins and outs of the safe business. You know, the terms, the sizes, fire ratings, security levels, financing, and probably the most asked question we get is, how do I get it home? We have all those answers, and I also have about 60 safes in stock ready to ship, and I have another trailer for coming in next week. So we have several great safes on sale, so be sure to stop in and take a look, or just give me a call. I'll be happy to tell you what we have and what the pricing is. All right. And you mentioned new products that the SHOT Show had on display. Are you going to be selling some of those? Oh, yeah. That's two good points here, Dan. Uh, number one, we're seeing that the gun manufacturers now want to sell guns. So we're starting to get deals on guns, which is something we haven't seen in two years, maybe two and a half years, which is great. So we're going to try to get some of their new guns in and have them in there. And actually, we're trying to get at least two or three of each one so that we can put one in rental so people can try it because that always helps a lot. And the other thing I need to say is that we are actually being able to stock up on ammo, which is something, again, we haven't been able to do. They have a surplus. They're selling it. And guess what? The prices are coming down. Not a lot, but they are coming down. It's going in the right direction. All right. Well, that's great. Well, Jim, it sounds like February is going to be a busy month, but that's nothing new for you folks. No, it, it's not, and we love it. We try to make it exciting for everyone to come on in. The weather is a little chilly outside, so it's always nice and warm here at the range. So if you have nothing to do, come on in. We'd love to talk with you and show you around. All right. Well, Jim, thanks so much for that report. We will talk to you again next month. I look forward to it, Dan. Thank you. You bet. Jim Bobby Ash is the president of the Range of Richfield. The range is located on Helson Drive. That's just north of the Richfield Cabela's store where highways 41 and 45 divide. And you can find them on the web where all of this information is also available at therangewi.com. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Sun, 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 fun, fun, fun. Sun, sun, sun. Boaters.
Bears, this is your show. The Milwaukee Boat Show at State Fair Park. Over 300 boats, family runabouts, ski and surf boats, luxury pontoons and fishing boats. More Lake Michigan boats than ever. Tierra, Beneteau, Cruisers, Sea Ray, Formula, Brady White, Boston Whaler, and more. We have the boats. See Twiggy the Water Skiing Squirrel the second weekend. Check MilwaukeeBoatShow.com January 20 through 29. Close Monday and Tuesday. Clam Outdoors has what ice anglers need for ice fishing this winter. From portable fish traps and pop-up hub shelters to ice armor by clam outerwear and cold weather gear to stay warm on those cold winter days. Along with a wide array of accessories, clam pro tackle, frost ice line, rods, reels, and combos, and so much more. Whether you're a hardcore or casual ice angler, clam has what you need for ice fishing. Check out the full line of ice fishing gear at clamoutdoors.com. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. I mentioned earlier in the show that I'll be heading for Lake of the Woods this coming week and specifically to Riverbend Resort in Bedette, Minnesota. And joining me now to talk about ice fishing and what else might be going on this winter in that part of Minnesota is Paul Johnson. He's the owner of Riverbend Resort and Walleye Inn, both located in Bedette. His website is riverbendresort.com. Well, Paul, thanks for joining us. Well, thank you, Dan. I, I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you. Well, I am looking forward to my visit this coming week. I have been to Lake of the Woods between, well, half a dozen or ten times maybe in the last decade or so, uh, but never in the middle of winter. So I'm really looking forward to a new season up there. Oh, it's a beautiful, majestic time of year up up here in the frozen north. (laughs) Although this year we're having some unseasonable uh, warmer temperatures, but it's going to get cold this next week. In the next three days we're supposed to see some lows in the negative 20 for actual temperature and and uh, single digit below zero highs during the day so it's gonna get cold good ice making temperatures it certainly is but that's typical for lake of the woods is it not it is that cold is what produces that multiple inches of ice needed to make it through the end of march march 31st is when we uh, can fish town have houses out so we need all the ice we can get in the winter well, how is the fishing right now? Fishing has been really good. The pressures and the weather have been stable for the last couple of weeks, which stable pressures is, provide some good, consistent fishing up here. And customers are catching all sorts of species and size and numbers. It's, they're having a good time. What are they catching? We mainly target the, the walleye and the sauger as they're moving out through the lake, but they've been getting a lot of burbot this year and big ones. Tula bees are starting to, to bite as we move out a little deeper. Crappies, they've been getting a few crappies, some of them jumbo perch, big pike. Uh, even out in the deep water, they've been catching a, a few pike over 40 inches. So just mixed bags, kind of everyday different houses provide different fish. You mentioned tula bee. Now, that's a common name for a fish that you folks in Minnesota know, but here in Wisconsin, most people call them ciscos. That is the same fish, is it not? I believe so, yep. And then the close cousin is that whitefish. Yep. We have whitefish in both the Great Lakes, and of course you share one of the Great Lakes with Wisconsin, and we have the Cisco or Tulabi in some of our deeper inland lakes as well. How do you fish for all these different species? The walleye sauger is kind of a similar uh, approach that we use in, in the early months of summer, and it's just a vertical jigging in the house, a dead stick, which is typically a, a fixed line with a bobber on it and either plain hook or some sort of a sort of jig with your bait that's just sitting there and, and allowing that bait to move kind of naturally and attract the fish. And that setup works really well when the fish are not as aggressive. The other form that we're using is the jigging line. and jigging spoons, jigging wraps, or any kind of a, an aggressive jigging motion with either a either treble hook tipped with the minnow head or the full minnow. Everyone kind of has their techniques that they use. Just that jigging up and down closer to the bottom. Usually they, they tend to hang out in that foot to two foot area, watching the electronics, seeing where those fish are coming in at. But the one thing this year that we're seeing a lot of are suspended fish up higher in that water column. And with your electronics, you're able to 
see them and with that jigging pole you're you can reel right up to it and put that minnow right in front of its face now how deep are we talking here i know there's a lot of variety as far as the depth is concerned from shallow water to very deep water but where are you finding the fish now most of our houses are in that 31 to 32 foot depth of water, which is out in that mud flat of Big Traverse Bay. Okay. Now you mentioned houses, so we should talk about how you actually operate. So how does it work when you're fishing out of River Bend? We have a couple different options. We have the resort location with the bar, restaurant, main lodge. We have cabins spread out along the Rainy River at the resort locations. Customers, guests come up, stay in our cabin. We'll take them to the day shacks, the day houses, where they'll fish from morning till afternoon, later afternoon, come back in at night, have all the modern amenities of the cabin, warm water, that's the biggest thing. Uh, and then kind of do that consecutively through the days of their stay. We have sleeper houses, which we like to call ice camping which is more of the primitive lake camping approach where you're staying out on the ice. You're, you're out there with the fish, attacking, trying to catch them fish through, through all hours of the day. And then we also have the Walleye Inn, which is our hotel location located right in Bidette. And there's just a hotel-style lodging facility, and guests will come out and fish in our day houses during the day and then return each day as well. All right. Now, I'm going to be up there with my son and with some other folks from the Association of Great Lakes Outdoor Writers. We'll be only fishing for two days, um, but we'll need a license, obviously. What license does someone buy for a short stay? Minnesota offers a couple different options for out-of-state licenses. The most common is the three-day license. They do offer a seven- and a 14-day, I believe, as well. And what's really critical and important is if you're doing a three-day, there's a time that you would select. So if you're going to be fishing, say, that first day by 8 a.m., you want to make sure that you select 8 a.m. as your start time on that first day. Yeah, you don't want to be caught fishing five minutes before your license is legal, right? <laughs> and the conservation officers do a really good job of making sure everyone's following accordingly up here. Good. And number of rods or lines? Wintertime in Minnesota, you're allowed two lines per person. So each of our houses, like the houses you guys will be fishing in, there'll be two holes drilled per person. Uh-huh. And then you'll be able to fish that dead stick, jigging stick combination with those two lines. Okay. You don't put tip-ups out. With the temperatures this time of year, nobody likes to be sitting outside or running outside. And snow, you know, I'm on a snowfall. We plow roads to our houses. So banks are kind of tough to, to get up and over, or even just sea flags. But earlier season, um, or even in March, later March, when people start targeting the big pike, a lot of tip-ups are used then. Uh-huh. Now, you mentioned going out there in the morning, coming back late afternoon. Um, eight or nine hours is a long time to spend anywhere. <laughs> How are these ice houses equipped? How comfortable are they? actually converted the benches over to bus seats. And if you remember how comfortable those bus seats were when we were growing up riding the bus to school, those are pretty nice to sit in throughout the duration of the day. Yeah. All the holes are pre-drilled, heat is on, um, everything is ready to go. You step right in the house, you know, put your bait on, drop those lines, get fishing right away. And what other facilities do you have in these houses? In, some of the houses have bathrooms attached, otherwise it's a uh, Portable bathrooms out spread out so that there is access to to any kind of bathroom needs while you're out on the on the ice. Good. So you're not going to have to walk back to shore or, or try to hitch a ride with somebody. Right. And the nice part about driving on the plowed roads is, you know, this time of year, plenty of ice. You could drive your own vehicle out there. We lead everybody to the houses. Uh, you can jump over to the porta potties, or if you're fishing with another group and they're in a house. A little ways away, you can drive down, pack anything you want to bring out on the ice with you. It's just real convenient, plowed all the way there. How many miles out are we talking? Currently, our houses are sitting about six miles north of Pine Island. 
So if you're looking at a map, the Rainy River, where the resort's located, flows into Four Mile Bay. Four Mile Bay then spreads out, and Pine Island separates Four Mile Bay and Lake of the Woods. So two miles across Four Mile Bay over Pine Island, six miles out to our houses, eight miles once you hit the water. Customers will pack their vehicles up. Whatever vehicle people are driving up, we provide the road pass that gives access to the road, and our guides will lead you right to your houses. And the convenience of that is being able to pack what you want to bring out there and not be limited. Early ice, when full-size vehicles aren't allowed, we transport people out, but space is so limited. You know, you're, you only got maybe a taco box, a cooler, and a, a flasher that there's room for, so... When the road opens to full-size vehicles, everyone's pretty excited because they can pack everything but the kitchen sink to go fishing for the day. All right. And you mentioned flasher. Should we bring a flasher or a locator? We always encourage the electronics when you're fishing out here, especially, you know, in that 30, the deeper water, um, just to kind of see where the fish are coming in at. You'll, yeah. you'll have a lot of fish, you know, towards the bottom traditionally, but those upper suspended fish are, are typically a feeding fish and so to be able to see where they're at in that water column reel up to their location and, and get them to strike is just crucial yep absolutely well there are other winter activities as well be besides ice fishing i don't know that we will do any of them but what else can someone do if, if uh, people want to come up for a long weekend or maybe a week well during the winter months up here, one of the main attractions is the snowmobile trails that we have available. There's two different snowmobile clubs, one up on the northwest angle that grooms all the trails around the islands, up in the, the chimney portion of Minnesota, and then the other one grooms all the trails on the south end of the lake. And there is hundreds of miles of groomed trail through the county and through some of the parks and warming shacks. I mean, that's a big draw up here as well. A couple different resorts have actually created some ice bars, kind of a neat little thing to where you can drive out onto the ice and they have uh, adult beverages available, some limited food items, and they have holes drilled in the floor and you can actually fish while you're sitting in that ice tavern. There's a couple of them out there, the Angry Walleye and the famous Igloo. We'll try to get everyone over to check that Igloo out. It's pretty neat. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that as well. So, well, um, I am looking forward to it. I, like I say, I haven't been up there now in a couple of years and never at this time of year. So make sure the cabins are warm and um, you're going to have some meals for us um, in the evenings and uh, breakfast as well, I understand. So I think we're going to be well taken care of once we get there. Dan, you, you mentioned uh, nice and warm. One of the lines or phrases we like to use is the winters up in Lake of the Woods are remarkably mild. You're going from a, a heated cabin to a heated vehicle to a heated fish house. You stay pretty warm when you're up here in the winter. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I will see you in just a couple of days. Sounds great, Dan. Paul Johnson is the owner of Riverbend Resort and Walleye Inn. Again, the website, riverbendresort.com. And we will be reporting from Riverbend next week and talking about the fishing. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. The Midwest's largest fishing website, lake-link.com, is your online fishing resource. 90% of Lake Link's features are yours to use free of charge. And members get access to Lake Link's online lake map library, lets you get GPS coordinates of any spot on the lake, and export waypoints to your onboard electronics. Members also get free outdoor classified ads, discounts on online store merchandise, and a whole lot more. You can also listen to Outdoors Radio 24-7 on Lake Link. Listen to this week's show... Catch any of our past shows, subscribe to our podcast, or even sign up for our weekly e-newsletter so you'll know in advance what's coming up right here. Just type in the keyword radio. See what you've been missing. Log on to lake-link.com today. That's lake-link.com. 
If your rifle, shotgun, handgun, or muzzleloader needs work this season, call Roger Williams at Northern Magnetic LLC. A licensed professional gunsmith for over 35 years, Roger can repair, customize, rebarrel, install sights and scope mounts, and more on all firearms, makes, and models. When you need a professional gunsmith, call Roger at 262-339-1798 or visit FixGuns.com. That's 262-339-1798 or FixGuns.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Jeff Kelm. We're brought to you by Cedar Lake Sales on Highway 33 West in West Bend on the web at cedarlakesales.com. And uh, Cedar Lake Sales is at the Milwaukee Boat Show this weekend. Um, and uh, you can check out the great deals on rebates, on new boats, all kinds of good stuff with them. Check their website and Facebook page for details. We're also brought to you by Ducks Unlimited. Find out about their upcoming DUX Expo at DuckExpo.com. That's DuckExpo.com. Yeah, say that fast about four times. <laughs> well, if our TV show, Outdoor Wisconsin, is not airing where you live, you can always watch past episodes at MilwaukeePBS.org. And if you live in southeast Wisconsin or anywhere you can get the Milwaukee PBS signal, you can watch it at 9 o'clock Thursday night and 9 a.m. on Saturday morning. And, of course, last year's Deer Hunt Wisconsin show and several others from past years, all those are archived on the Deer Hunt Wisconsin TV YouTube channel. The radio show you hear now is uh, archived online as well, so you can take and download this show or past shows up to about a year ago and uh, listen to it uh, whenever you would like to. Maybe you find a subject matter you want to find or an artist, uh, uh, an author, somebody you want to listen to, we got that for you at lake-link.com. Go to their website, scroll down to the bottom, and you'll see the Outdoors Radio tab, and then that'll take you to our archived show and uh, download and take it with you. Dan is on social media at Dan Small Outdoors. You can find me at Hardwater Jeff. And if you're looking for something to do in the evening this winter, there are candlelight events at state parks and natural areas through the end of February. Just go to the DNR website, click on the events calendar, and you'll find details there. And last week we met Christina Dahlhausen and Vernon S. Quatch, the Sasquatch who roams Vernon County looking for fun things to do. Well, here's another fun thing. Next weekend, February 3rd and 4th, is the 100th annual Snowflake Ski Jumping Tournament at Snowflake Ski Hill. That's just west of Westby on County Highway P. Friday night, jumping under the lights and competition all day on Saturday. You can find them on Facebook. Just uh, just type in Snowflake Ski Jump and you'll find it. Well, Jeff, uh, we talked about ice fishing earlier. The North American Ice Fishing Circuit, I think, is no longer, right? No more, unfortunately. Yep, uh, closed up shop after uh, almost two decades. Just about twenty years in on that uh, on that circuit. Jack Baker had it, then Mike Howe, and uh, you know, unfortunately, the numbers have uh, dwindled over the years, and uh, it really just couldn't put up with some of the the unfortunate infighting that some of the anglers were doing and amongst each other. And um, you know, rather than make a bad name for a community that wants to stick its neck out and have a have an event uh, mike just felt it better off to you know apologize to the sponsors refund some money to the anglers and and uh walk away and retire it so um you know it's a shame i enjoyed fishing it in uh, about the the 10 years that i fished it and uh, yeah i look forward to getting into another event uh under a different name run by different people at some point but you know with the experience i've got with tournaments now i look at every tournament just a little bit differently you know how about I'll bet, for sure. Well, the Wild Eagle Lodge Winter Flash Sale we talked about last week with uh, Justin Bailing is extended now for another week. So you can save 20% through February 7th if you book online at wildeaglelodge.com. And we'll talk about the DNR's virtual listening session on wolf management next week. Our theme music is by Warren Nelson. You can hear more of his tunes at warrennelson.com. I'm Dan Small here with Jeff Kelm. Get outside this weekend and be sure to join us again next week for Outdoors Radio. And the heron is fishing on one cold leg when the loon cries lover 
in the blue north wind. I'll be trolling home to you. When my wrist gets a little chilly on the gunnel. When my lazy Ike is just too lazy to lure. 